3: Okay, all ball community, I'm about to make your holidays even happier. Get the Epson EcoTank cartridge-free printer because you know what's not festive? Cartridge conniptions. Those panic freakouts that happen when those pricey ink cartridges run out at the worst possible time. Like when you're halfway through printing your holiday cards. With Epson EcoTank, kiss expensive cartridges goodbye. This printer has big ink tanks and comes with a ridiculous amount of ink. So you can just fill. And chill all season long. Now that's Mary. Epsom Ecotank. Learn more at Epson.com/slash all ball with Doug.
4: Meet Anna Delvey. You may think she's an audacious entrepreneur or a complete con artist. But there's one thing about Anna you're never sure about. Who is she? Created and produced by Shonda Rhimes, inventing Anna is about the legendary German heiress and media sensation Anna Delvey, who steals the hearts of the New York social scene, along with a lot of their cash. Don't miss the new limited Netflix series inspired by the incredible true story of Anna Delvey. Watch Inventing Anna, February 11th, only on Netflix.
3: When you're ready to place a bet on today's games, do it with the most trusted name in online sports betting, BetRivers Sportsbook. Now legal in several states and growing. BetRivers Sportsbook delivers a unique sports betting experience featuring live streaming sports, in-game wagering, fast authorizations on most withdrawals, and gold standard customer service. Go to BetRivers.com, see for yourself, must be 21, and be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. Usually we reserve this space for basketball discussions, but I did think that sometimes you reach out and there's stories. If you go back through our catalog, I I would implore you to listen to TJ Hushman's All Ball. His personal story is unbelievable. I I think we have a little bit of the same thing with Maurice Claret. And we got... A couple parts coming up to this Maurice Claret stuff. Um, this is part one, and we talked a little bit about his upbringing and how he landed at Ohio State and the Miami game. There's a, there's a, there's a lot to it. Um I think you'll enjoy it. I'll so we'll get to Maurice Claret momentarily. Let me share with you a couple thoughts here as we're USA basketball has at the, the time of this recording lost to France beating the crap out of Iran. And um, now they continue to try and move on in the Olympics. I'll give you some thoughts there. And the NBA draft is, of course, upon us. We will drop another pod where we'll have a more of a draft preview and a draft post view, et cetera, et cetera. Let's start with the draft. I do think there's a drop off after five. I do think Cade Cunningham is the best prospect. It's really hard, though, to tell. Th- these evals are very difficult. Why? Well, you have, you know, at least two of the top 10. You'd think Jonathan Kaminga goes in the top 10, although I've heard a lot of people kind of down on him, not real, not understanding what he looks like in an NBA uniform. But you have Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga, and they'll probably be, lot, they'll both be lottery picks, potentially both top five, maybe more respectively top 10 picks. Green probably goes two or three. But they haven't, yes, they have played in an NBA Rules And with an NBA coach, but they weren't playing against NBA caliber players. It was a truncated season. There were no fans there. There's not pressure. It's really hard to tell exactly what they are or who they are, right? They've improved the Green's probably improved the most. Kaminga has made a name for himself, but it's hard to tell because we also haven't had multiple years of the G League select. So we don't know what, what a star player is supposed to look like. We only know, you know, that Dacia Nix gained weight and look bad and may fall out of the draft completely from the exact same experience, but we don't have, there's, there's no guide for this. There's also no guide for Cade Cunningham, who, you know, you're playing, in what was last year, by anybody's estimation, a much weaker Big 12 than in the past. If you don't believe me, there's no Kansas first-round draft picks. Okay. There's none out of Texas Tech. Um, probably will be out of Texas. Okay. Uh Baylor, yes. You know, and he didn't always play great against Baylor. So it's it's hard to tell, you know, TCU, K-State, Iowa State, all super down. So we're gonna use Big 12 games as our guide, like the talent in college basketball, specifically in the Big 12 was off, wasn't at the level that it's normally at. So who's he actually competing against? On the other hand, he did make everybody better. And you'd think the space is better once he gets to the NBA. And then you have some of the foreign players, you know, um, I think Josh Giddy is going to be a, a player who's going to have a lot higher value after the Olympics or, you know, in the next day, because we saw him compete against the U S Olympic team, because we've seen him and we may, uh, overemphasize the skill he has, the toughness he has over the athleticism. He may, he may lack at the position that he plays. There's a lot to it. It's going to be a hard year. I do think Cade Cunningham's the number one pick. And I think it's for, he has the tangibles that others have. His intangibles are really remarkable. I've said it before on Twitter. I'll say it to anybody. If I'm Oklahoma city because of his ties to Dallas growing up there because playing Oklahoma state, this is the guy that you use all those draft picks for all these, you know, smaller market teams are all trying to do the same thing. The most quality draft picks possible because that's their way to get star players. You can't get them as free agents. If I'm Oklahoma city, I move mountains. It doesn't mean that those mountains can be moved, but I do what I can with the exception of trade and Shea Gildas Alexander in order to get him. All right. In regards to team USA, um, obviously if you watch them, they're starting to come together. It's really hard. I thought USA volleyball and team USA in basketball very, very similar, right? So volleyball lost to ROC, which is basically a Russia, the Russian Olympic Committee. They they lost them. And um, that's a team they're going to have to beat if they want to win the gold medal. That was like a night after Team USA lost in basketball. And then the volleyball team playing Tunisia, the basketball team played Iran. So stick with me for the the parallel. Both were games that they were supposed to win. Both looked much better on offense. They look much more fluid, much more cohesive, but the level of competition was so much lower, it's really hard to tell. But I I, I don't find fault with Greg Popovich. You have all these people like, well, Greg Popovich, you know, when Mike Shashevsky, like, look, I think Mike is an amazing coach and amazing motivator. But the fact is that if Greg Popovich, as much as they're not playing as well as they could with their personnel. Like if Greg Popovich had LeBron James and Steph Curry and Anthony Davis and, you know, like, you know, pick the the 10 best NBA players and he had, or he had 15 best NBA players and he had 10 of them. He's going to win. And we also have to remember that, Coach K's last couple of years, last couple of teams, like the games were closer. They weren't all blowouts. The world, it's a different game, a different style of officiating, a different set of rules. And these guys haven't played together. And they also play on teams all year long, which, and again, some of this is about the player selection process. They're the guy. And now they have to be one of, it's just a different style of basketball where you have to move it. You have to trust everybody. And, and oh yeah, by the way, post players, are really, really valuable, really valuable. And we just don't have good American posts. Cause anytime a kid is big, you know, some of them play volleyball. Most of them shoot threes. Nobody can score down low. And we just don't have a ton of, we just don't have a, a ton of, of shot blockers. I mean, the Mo Bamba, Mo Bamba hasn't evolved to that level. That guy with, had he put on 25, 30 pounds and there's a, a great, American-born big guy. Carl Anthony Towns, of course, played for the Dominican Republic, so he couldn't play. There are some reasons we don't have great big guys, but not having great big guys is a big issue. So, too, is our style of play, the difference in the play. And it's hard to tell if we really improved or we were just playing against Iran. Okay, so there's a lot that people know about you, but even more, I think, that people don't know about you. Um, You're a kid. You're growing up Youngstown, Ohio all football all the time? Were you a multi-sport kid? Like, paint me the picture of what, um, you know, sixth, seventh grade Maurice Claret was like.
5: Uh, from an athletic standpoint, I played uh, football, basketball, and I ran track. Um, that was, um, I don't know, late 90s, you know, track was real big. We had, um uh, you know, Maurice Green and uh, Michael Johnson and all, all those guys were in the Olympics, so every kid wanted to emulate that and go run and track and, you know, play AAU basketball with everybody else. And, um, you know, just your, your normal junior high, middle school basketball. Uh, I think around that age is, like, I think when most kids are finding their position, you know what I'm saying? Uh, when, I was, when I was in Little League, you know, you kind of bounce around in different positions to kind of see what you are. And, um, you know, you're in different weight classes, so you go play other guys. But from a, a sporting standpoint, I had basically – Uh, We just, you know, just playing three sports like every other kid. And, you know, I think that's where you find a lot of your your socialization too. You know what I mean? That's where you still have friends to this day from uh, our our guys, you know, from, you know, childhood sports and, you know, I played all three of them. What What was home like? Just, you know, just normal, normal inner city life. You know, um, you have uh, my mother raised three kids, uh, grew up on a street that was notorious for uh, a bunch of violence and and, and, and whatnot. Uh, but it was a typical inner city like everything else. You know, the 90s is, um, as everybody knows, was painted with a bunch of violence. And uh, Youngstown, if you go back and historically look, you know, we had outpaced everybody in regards to murders and violent crimes. And so as a result from that, you know, you just get elements of that in your neighborhood you get elements of to that, of your, your mentality, your attitude. And, um, you know, looking back on it now, uh, I, I can see how I've done a lot of disservice to a lot of kids with then, You know, when I look at it now, I see how uh, it's, it's kind of become a bedrock in my strength for, you know, how I've motored through adverse moments.
3: You know, what's interesting is, you know, you grow up, you're a running back, which means in the 90s, the running back, the best player on the team, best athlete in the team played running back. Whereas now it feels like the best athlete in the team in high school plays quarterback, right? Yeah. It, it, fair to say, I mean, if you
5: were coming up now, you would
3: have played quarterback, not running back.
5: I probably wouldn't have had the bill for it you know i mean most you know most guys are like they' they're built like lamar jacksonish or you know those guys are kind of slender slim 180 to 210 pounds uh most of those guys are over six um i just don't think that i would have had to I had to bill for it you know the game changing you know i think the goal is that most people try to put the the ball in the best athlete's hands uh and just try to put that guy in a position to make the the most uh or, or have the ability to make the decisions on what, what would happen. So I think that's why you see a lot of guys uh, who are super athletic. Uh, I, I even think to this thing, I think there's more guys who can transition from like your H-back positions and your slot receivers to quarterbacks, right? And when you look at the, um, your Z and X receivers, it's kind of like they're gone in a way. Um, you know, guys tend to play everywhere. And, I, and, and I'll credit this to something else. Uh, when you look at just the advancements in training, uh, more guys, you can look on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere, you know, guys are five six seven eight years old uh you just have a better athlete sooner and I think guys that um that just may not play receiver or, you know, just may not be tough enough to play running back in some regard. I think those guys shift over to quarterback and the game allows you to, you know, it allows you to 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 be a dual threat, you know, to throw short passes. You don't really have to have a big arm anymore. You know, you can manipulate guys, run the ball and, you know, you can complete passes under 15 yards and be an effective quarterback. You know, anybody can, you know, chuck one deep down the field. You know, you can have a, a, a weekend warrior who can do that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, if you practice hard enough. Uh, So the the game has definitely changed, but it's changed all for the purpose of getting the ball in the best athlete's hands uh, on every snap. Great way of looking at it.
3: Okay, so you go to high school and you went to one high school your freshman year and then you transferred. Your first high school Mm -hmm. was which one?
5: I went to Austin Town Fitch my freshman year and then transferred to uh, Warren Harding. And Austin Town Fitch was a good school, uh, but Warren Harding, you know, like most most areas, they have like one dominant school who, who like uh, is, like the premier place. Um, Warren Harding was that premier place for us. They play like all Division One level guys, uh, all of your guys throughout the state in different uh, sections out of Cincinnati, Cleveland. Uh, we played some guys from Canada. We just played the best of the best. And um, when I finally realized that I had some talent, I said, man, what if I go or, or let, let me go over here to um, uh, to Warren Harding and to compete against these guys? Because I obviously see that they had guys going to Michigan and Penn State and Ohio State. And, you know, your premier Division One level schools at that time. And I was like, hey, man, I want to go. I put myself in a position to go to one of those schools.
3: Okay, but what was your that, What did your
5: mom push back on that? Did anybody say like, no, nah, you should th- th- let's
3: let, let's let's let, let's think about this for a second.
5: No, it was um, it, it was supported by everybody. Uh, and it was a discovery process. You know, oftentimes when I talk, uh, things are so – it's it's easy to understand now, but just in the context of, you know, 98, 99, you're just trying to find your way. Uh, you know, the, the NFL wasn't a thing to everybody. You know, you can talk about it casually, easily now. Uh, but, like, as long as you went to a good school back in the day, that was like the, the pinnacle, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. at, at least for me, you know, when you're in high school, if you're like, hey, man, if I just go to a good college, you know, I'll, I'll be okay. Uh, but i have I had success my freshman year and i broke my ankle and uh you can just see like when we played these guys or when you heard about them on the news they were just doing something different you know they were turning out um they were just they were turning out guys like to premier schools like the year i transferred to them uh the year prior they sent like eight guys to division one level schools and so like that was a lot for kids in the inner city and so i said hey man i want to go be a part of that and my mother just supported it because she said okay he's good and you know, he'll go somewhere. And that was kind of like my my deal.
3: What do you remember about going to it? Because a new high school, because I did that. Uh, I went to a different high school, but I went all four years at school. But I, I remember early on, like my first year, outside of the basketball guys who were all older than me, I didn't know anybody. What was it like for <laughs> you? Did, did did you know all those guys? I mean, I know Youngstown's not a huge city, but it's a big enough city. I don't know. What was your, did, did you know people when you went to your new Sorry. high school?
5: No, so I actually went to a high school that was like 30 minutes away. It was called Warren Harding and I didn't know anybody. And if I look back on it, it actually benefited me because I spent the majority of my time just developing myself. Right. Um, are lifting weights, staying after practice, uh, watching film, and you know, I didn't even, and I didn't feel like alone, or I didn't feel distant because most of the guys that who were my friends, we played basketball, football, and uh, we ran track together. So I felt like I had friends, but you know, I didn't have that socialization piece because I didn't live in a city. So where some kids may have been in a rush to go home or, you know, let me hang out with my boys. Like, I was just like, I came to school, I practiced and then, you know, I drove 30 minutes back home to, you know, be where I was from, which was Youngstown. And so if you look at it, just the, just the amount of time that I put into practicing, and the amount of time that I put into um, uh, just developing my game, I think that it came from just not being from that city or not being from that area and sort of like um, feeling the need to go socialize after school.
3: Okay, so when when did you first start getting recruited by Ohio State?
5: Uh, the irony is I, I mean, I've never got recruited by Ohio State. Um, and I'll just tell you a quick story. So uh, my, my junior year, or my sophomore year, I did good. And um, I really didn't get a ton of offers. I just got interest from people. Indiana was one of the first people that had interest in me. And then my junior year, I went out and I went to a couple camps. And, and they had like junior camps and all this other little stuff. And I would compete against everybody. And I said, man, if I take this thing serious uh, this year or or this is like the summer of my sophomore year going into my junior year, I told myself if I get very serious that I can be good. And so at this time, um, all like within like an eight month period, Ohio State had lost John Cooper. Jim Trussell goes down there and I'm becoming better at Ohio State in regards to football. And so what ended up happening was that I called Ohio State and told them that I was coming.
6: I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
3: You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose some full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to Tyreq.com/sports to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's sports tyrack.com way tire buying should be.
6: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
5: Like, you know, an Ohio pride thing, and you know, it was a Jim Trussell thing, to be honest with you. Uh, Jim Trussell had won a ton of championships at Youngstown State. And hey. ever since I was a kid, you know, when you are a kid, you don't know Division One AA from anybody. You just understand, like, a college football team is a college football team. So... Young South State was like the um, the biggest thing when I was a kid. So me wanting to go play for him uh, influenced me to uh, want to be that guy. But then also I got fortunate. Uh, I had three people who kind of like influenced my game. Uh, Coach Tom McDaniels, who's Josh McDaniels' father uh, for the Patriots. Uh, you had uh, Matt Richardson. Excuse me. Who was my running back coach? Uh, Matt had played for Jim Trussell, and then Tom uh, basically took a lot of the offense from Youngstown State. And so what happened was that I understood the game, but also when I would watch Ohio State, I knew what I was watching, and I understood that my skill set fit in very well to what they were doing. And I knew I was excelling with this. And I said, "Man, I don't need to, you know, uh, try to go get recruited by anybody else." Uh, like I, I just need to take what I've learned here and just take my skill set and put it in that uh, system. And you know it was a, it was a bold move. Uh, they had brought in three running backs prior to that. Um, and they were all freshmen, and we were all within the same, um, you know, within within the year of each other. So you know, it was like, you know, hey, you're taking the gamble on yourself. Uh, but I knew that if I just had a, a fair shot, like everybody else, that I could excel, and I knew my skill set was better in that system than any guy who had um, basically been running at the time.
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com, and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen
0: live.
3: BetRivers Sportsbook wants to invite you to discover the complete sports betting experience. The foundation of that experience is a massive number of betting options on nearly every regulated sporting event around the world. Add on top of that live streaming of sports every day. There's almost always a live match to watch on BetRivers Sportsbook right in your phone. Bet Rivers features top-tier customer service, ready to answer your questions anytime, day or night. Plus, they have this unique rush pay system, and BetRivers Sportsbook can authorize most withdrawal requests instantly. Customer satisfaction is always our number one priority, and BetRivers will match your first deposit up to $250. Now, unlike some other sportsbooks, BetRivers only requires a one-time pay-through to turn bonuses into cash, so you're going to experience the difference. Just go to BetRivers.com. You'll see it for yourself. You must be 21. You must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. You got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Remember, BetRivers Sportsbook. It's the place. Just go to BetRivers, B-E-T-R-I-V-E-R-S, Com. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm printing nonstop through the holidays. Right, you got cards, gift tags, lists, cookie receipts, mostly cookie receipts. Plus, you got travel docs as well. You know, you got to get those reimbursements. And nothing will ruin the fun like good old-fashioned cartridge conniption. That's when your printer's pricey ink cartridges run out of ink at the worst possible time. And you can't help but lose it a little or a lot. It's frustrating. But, All Ball community, you know what we do around here. We bring you tech solutions. And the Epson EcoTank cartridge-free printer is a great solution. Epson EcoTank uses big ink tanks, and comes with a ridiculous amount of ink. Go ahead. Add some people to your holiday card list. No more running out of magenta when you're trying to make the season merry. No more having to apologize to your house guests after having a total cartridge conniption. With Epson EcoTank, kiss expensive cartridges goodbye. You can just fill in chill. Who doesn't want some more chill around the holidays? Epson EcoTank. Learn more at Epson.com slash AllBallWithDoug. Hey, AllBall community, uh, listen up. Two of three men experience some form of hair loss by the time you're 35. And it's one of those deals where you're like, what do I do? How do I avoid this thing? Is it smart? Don't be a statistic. If you're a little bald or a lot bald, fix it in a simple stress-free way. Try KEEPS, K-E-E-P-S. What you do is a virtual doctor consult at KEEPS.com. And then the medications are delivered straight to your door. It's low cost with treatment starting at just 10 bucks a month for FDA-approved medications, and they can prevent hair loss. Keeps is more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. And don't walk around with pattern baldness. We all know it's not cool. It just doesn't feel right. Prevention is, in fact, the key. So if you're ready to stop messing around, right, you got a new year, a new energy towards fixing the little things like hair loss, you want to prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com allball. You get your first month of treatment free. That's k e e p s dot com. Keeps dot com slash all ball. So you show up at, at Ohio state. Did you go in the, in the winter or did you go, um, in the fall?
5: Yes. Yeah, so I'm the first guy to ever, uh, to graduate early. So the whole graduate early thing started from myself and a guy named Rex Hogan. I'm not sure if you know, Rex, Rex is for, he, he, I think he's, he's like the GM or he's in the front office at, um, uh, the Chicago Bears. He's either with the Bears or the Jets. Or I don't know. He was one of those the last few times. But Rex at that time was a GA at uh, Notre Dame. And I initially committed to Notre Dame when Urban Meyer was there. But when um, Bob Davy got fired, the whole staff got fired. And then I think Urban ended up going like the Bowling Green or something. And I was like, yep. you know, I'm not going to Bowling Green. Uh, but um, I was I was after I had a good junior year, I was like, hey, you know, I want to graduate early. I want to forego my senior year. That's how the whole thing started. And they said, you can't forego your senior year, uh, but you can forego uh, the the second half of your senior year and graduate early. Rex Hogan was the one who actually helped me to figure it out. And so I went to a summer school class and then eventually when they got fired, Ohio State kind of inherited all of the work that uh, Rex Hogan uh, had done prior to that. And I ended up going to, going to Ohio State and coming down early. And um, and eventually, you know, I had a chance to work out all the kinks um, that most guys, they probably you know, come in fall camp and then have to work them out through the first three games before they before they become a freshman. But you know, I came and I was on special teams, the majority of us spring ball. And uh, you know, I, I and then I found out the workflow, the work pace. I found out, you know, my way around campus. And I had, you know, spent two semesters uh or, or whatever there was on. I don't know if they were on or semesters but I had spent a ton of time on campus already so by the time we came to the first game I felt like I was heading into my second year or I felt like I had enough experience to like you know I didn't I didn't feel nervous or scared I had been through spring ball and all of the um just just the other stuff you go through that's um that young guys are curious about they want to know how it feels and just don't know how to navigate but I had done it already so you know that was uh it was it was good for me. Okay so you're you're getting ready for your first game
3: Mm-hmm. At Ohio State. You're a you're a freshman. Um where were you on the depth chart?
5: Uh well I was uh, fir- I was fourth on a depth chart two weeks prior to the season. And um, like they say, you know, preparation opportunity meets itself. That's how people become lucky. And we had a goal line drill and um, the goal line drill. To make a long story short, the first two guys, one guy was fumbling a ton. The other guy, uh, he his ankle was hurting or he, he acted like he was hurting. Uh, but if you go back, you know, we had a number one defense and they were just like knocking the shit out of guys. Right. And yeah. so, you know, practice was, you know, practice was real rough. And we had like just a rough, old school, grungy, just old school college players. Right. And so when we go to um, when we when we go to the goal line drill, uh, as, you, as you know, the coaches asses tend to get a little tighter. They want to be like have great looks on defense and all that stuff. Uh, and they just weren't getting good looks. And so Coach Trussell came to me and he said, hey, you know, you're always um, talking about you want to get in, you know, get in, you know, this is goal line. And so I go in and I just told myself, like, I'm just not going to run from anybody. And like three or four runs, I just had great runs uh, to the point that the defensive coach got mad and said, you know, fuck, like, you know, like stop it, Right. So then we went from there to an uh, inside run uh, and we would go to inside run. It was uh, very similar to the same thing. I had a bunch of success um, in inside run. And then Coach D'Antonio, who was our defensive coordinator at the time, uh, he came over and said, hey, uh, I need you to basically do this in team. So I went to uh, our team exercise and I did it in team. And the next day I came back to practice, uh, I went from fourth to first on a depth chart and they had called me in earlier that day. And they said, you know, practice was at one o'clock, you know, come in at 12, we want to talk to you. And uh, the coach that told me, he said, man, Coach D'Antonio actually advocated for you to basically be the running back because you gave our team a better chance to win. And so I didn't even get promoted from my running back coach or the head coach. It was a defensive coach who seen me practicing. But, you know, this is just even like you never know who listens to this stuff. And I just really want to leave like a tip bit of wisdom. Uh, I took a ton of pride in playing on scout team and people oftentimes shun scout team, but scout team was the first time that I had a chance to go against the number one defense. So when it was my time to go against these guys, I wasn't as intimidated or scared as other guys. And I also knew that it was the only way I was going to get reps. When you got a bunch of people, the only way you can get reps is go scout team or do I like the intern work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, it, it ultimately uh, put me in a position where, you know, I was able to uh, uh, go from fourth to first uh, within a day's time. So you get to start,
3: you, you started your first game. What do you, yep. what do you remember about?
5: I uh, just didn't go to sleep the night before. Um, just constantly replaying plays in my mind. Um, constantly um, just thinking about what's about to take place. You know, we get over to the stadium, uh, just, you know, and, and I, I used to have like a routine, just, uh, just stay silent the entire day just kind of visualize what you want to do that was a real big thing i used to do in high school just visualize and, and try to like play the game in your mind prior to coming you know we used to have like like everybody has it now you have a first 15 plays so I would visualize what I have to do. I would visualize the different uh, uh, Blitz packages that they would have. And uh, I was one of those guys who read the um, little write ups on everybody. So I knew all the little write ups and, you know, uh, what a guy was good at and where he had went to high school. And I used to find like a fascination in that. I just felt like that, That uh, even though it's not relevant information, I felt like that that information just like allowed me to focus on a task at hand. And uh, we get to the game and. Um, You know, the first few series, uh, we really didn't do too much. Uh, and then like, you know, just like anything else, you know, in the first few series, for those who don't know, every, everybody's just trying to adjust, like everybody's trying to figure out how the other team lines up, and uh, what ended up happening was I got I got in the backfield, and, and we called a set that we knew that we could take advantage of them, in the set that they had, and we got the right blocks, and then I broke like a 48-yard touchdown on the third series, and from there, you know, I remember jogging to the sideline, I was like, yo, it's over. Like, I just knew, like, I knew once that happened, and once the people started cheering, um, and and I, and I had confidence, you know, after you break a run, you have confidence and, you know, you, you, you understand that you can move the ball. And, you know, I ended up with like 178 yards, 175 yards and uh, three touchdowns. And, uh, you know, at that point, that's kind of feel like, you know, just like that's when my life changed. That's where, you know, how everybody knows me to this day uh, from that moment. You know, that moment kind of introduced me to the world, to the sporting world at large. What's that like? You're
3: suddenly a superstar running back as a freshman at Ohio State.
6: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: Did you go out that night? Did you go back to your room? Like what? Yeah.
5: No, we went out, we partied. Um, and, you know, I had family members and I had people from my neighborhood. We all get, get together. You know, we go out, we party and, you know, just had a good time. And it was like, um, it was almost like movie-esque. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, it, there wasn't a uh, social media back then. You know what I'm saying? So like uh like when people viewed you or they looked at you, they looked at you still like as if you were a star, not just like another guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like you know, college football is still cool, and and you know it just wasn't like you, you didn't have like super access to people, and so there was um there was still like a level of appreciation and coolness to to when you went out and and people just appreciated you. You know that was still like the the old school camera era. You know, c- camera phones are real new. <laughs> you know, cell phones are real new. Uh, so no, we, we just went to have a good time. But I remember, I, I just remember going out, man. And I said, man, um, I, I, I like in one day I had become. Uh, addicted to just like fan love, you know what I mean? You go out and everybody yeah. <laughs> loves you. They, they scream your name. They want to hug you. And even though, you know, it's shallow, you still love it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even though, you know, it's not real. I mean, that's, yeah. that's human nature.
3: Of course you do. Right. There's nothing. Yeah. Man. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, so, so now you're on this rocket ship of success. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what, like now looking back, what's this 20 years removed? Now looking back, mm-hmm. what are the memories of that season? I mean, because you guys won the national championship, you're the best running backer, right? There was any conversation, the best running back in the country. What do you remember about that season?
5: I, I've had, I have nothing but good memories from the season. You know, uh, I think the biggest stuff is that you know you fought through you know three, four, five close games. Uh, that really brought us together like stuff that you were writing a movie where you got players on the sidelines, you know, clinching each other, looking at the clock, looking at the defense, um, random turnovers and returns for touchdowns, field goals, all of the stuff that. If you set a group of writers in the room uh, and said, hey, let's just you know write a movie on sports and football and adversity and and, and the team eventually becoming champions like we had experienced that entire year. And it was just uh, so cool. You know, I can remember, you know, I just remember um, for those who don't know, when you go to Wisconsin, you know, on uh, third quarter, they play the jump around song. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I remember uh, looking at Craig Crenzel and uh, I'm looking at him and he's like, man, isn't this the coolest thing in the world? And I'm just like, yo, like, like I, I don't know, you watch stuff on TV and then you're actually in the moment and you're like, man, like, I'm actually in this moment. This is happening and, like, this is cool, right? So, like, you know, I, I have those memories. I have the memories of uh, going out to Arizona and, like, Arizona being, like, a, a new thing and, like, man, we're about to play Miami. And I remember watching Miami that entire year um, beat everybody. And, you know, you understand that they had, you know, Antoine Roll and Sean Taylor and DJ Williams and Jonathan Vilma and Vincent Woolfolk. and You know, it was just – it was a it was um it was a memorable time. Like you just couldn't like have made a better story. And for, for all those guys who, you know, who went on and to have illustrious careers, for everybody as kids to be together and playing and competing, you know, I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. What do you remember, what what was the Miami game like? I mean, it on on TV.
3: Like I remember watching. I just got done with college. I remember watching it, and and both teams were stacked. I mean, there was no like yeah. these are the two best teams in the country. It would it would seem. Like as much as you had played a lot of football and high level football in the Big Ten, like that game was at a just a different level.
5: Oh, so the, the, the biggest thing at that level, everybody knows what everybody's doing. That was the, I think that was the um, that's something you can't hear in the stands when like it, it's um it's very weird when you line up and you motion into a set and they say, hey, they're about to run it right here. They're doing such and such. And 80 percent of the plays you run, they, they know them. Uh, They feel them and they and they and they have an understanding. It's not like you're messing around with guys who aren't talented. These are some of the most talented guys in the history of Miami football. Uh, You know, they've had a few Hall of Famers and and all that. And so uh, that was fun. But but another thing and this was uh, they would never experience this on TV. It was longer than usual. Like, you know, I just didn't realize how many commercial breaks, how many an extended halftime. You have to remember we went to three overtimes, you know what I'm saying? So I just remember it was at a point in the game. And I I think everybody has like this internal clock that you say, okay, I know how long we've been playing. Like, it's time to wrap this thing up. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we were playing Miami and I was like, yo, this is like a long game. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
4: Meet Anna Delvey. She inspires loyalty in some, contempt in others, an obsession in everyone she meets. Anna is an audacious entrepreneur. Or maybe she's a complete con artist. But there's one thing about Anna you're never sure about. Who is she? Introducing Inventing Anna, a new limited series on Netflix. It's the story of the legendary German heiress and social media sensation Anna Delvey, who steals the heart of the New York social scene along with a lot of their cash. But is Anna Delvey a brilliant businesswoman or a total fake? One journalist is determined to find out the truth. Inventing Anna, created and produced by Shonda Rhimes, featuring Julia Garner as the mysterious Anna Delvey and Anna Klumsky as Vivian, the reporter tracking down Anna's true identity. Watch Inventing Anna, February 11th, only on Netflix.
7: When was the last time you seriously considered your dream? Did something never thought you would do? How about live the van life in a totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van? You could tour the country, whatever you want to dream up. And we're talking about Mercedes-Benz van here. Expect innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. Expect performance and reliability with that MBUX voice command system. You're going to get five-star dealer network available with a gas engine. Now you could win your very own Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4 You enter the Dan Patrick Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. You go to danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com and there you enter, get official rules for a chance to win this beautiful Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com and you have to do so by February 2nd. Your dream is waiting for you. danpatrick.com, foxsportsradio.com Some equipment described is optional.
2: This winter, there's something for everyone with the Disney Bundle. Unforgettable stories on Disney Plus like Marvel Studios' Eternals, Speed for listener, and Disney's Encanto. This is my chance. Fan favorites on Hulu like Pen 15 and The Great. Huzzah! And epic sports on ESPN Plus like Man in the Arena, Tom Brady, and over 1,000 NHL games. Get the Disney Bundle today for only $13.99 a month. Includes Hulu ad-supported plan. Access content from each service separately. Terms apply. See the disneybundle.com for details.
3: It's so funny. So my son, he's 12. He played his first tackle football game at 10 and all he'd ever played was flag football. You know, flag football is a wrap, like 40 <laughs> minutes, right? And yeah, I remember in the second half, he's like, are we still playing? How long is this to show?" <laughs> <No doubt. laughs> and I was like, I, and I was, I was sitting there telling him like, yo, dude, you want it? You're done. He's like, no, I, I want to keep playing. But like, how long does it go? Like, well, there's a clock right there. Man, this thing takes forever.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's funny. the Miami game. That's uh, the Miami game. I So you win. Was it a good call?
3: In Was it mind? a good call? Yes.
5: It, 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 uh, I'm on the winning side, so of course I say yes. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure if you ask anybody from the state of Florida or who plays Miami, they would say it's a bad call, right? So, you know, I, I don't look, I, I don't call the game. I here's my rebuttal to this whole thing, right? And this has always been my rebuttal, right? At the end of the day, players play and referees ref. Like it's not like you're going to come out there and say, Oh, ref, like, let's run it back on a replay and let's like it, it, the, the technology wasn't there. Like, we didn't have the ability to do that or to make that call, right? And so the fans at home. They felt a different way because they seen the replay and they thought that, hey, you know, it should be done. But at the end of the day, I'm just a player on the field going to play the game. I, I, I hear what they say. I hear how they talk. I hear how they love themselves. Miami supposed to have that sense of pride. But if we were that horrible, why didn't you just blow us out? Why didn't you just beat us so bad that, you know, there it shouldn't even been in a situation where it should have been that close call? And those are like my rebuttals to it. Um, you know, I, well, I think since we well, well, have
3: like such an Here, Here's a question, okay? Because yeah. my my dad is an Ohio State alum and obviously you know like Coach Cooper could could beat anybody except for Michigan, right? Couldn't beat Michigan, yes. that's why I got by. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trestle comes in, Trestle comes in and um, and this is year two, he's flipped it. Right? And he yeah. won, he won at Youngstown, he won there. Okay. What what what's the secret sauce to Jim Trussell?
5: Yeah, so he he kept it simple and he understood the metrics of winning, right? If you had X amount of rushing yards, if you had X amount of passing yards, if you minimize mistakes and you didn't beat yourself – And if you had X amount of turnovers. Right. And these guys coached to that. And so we didn't have a thousand sets. We didn't have a thousand things. We had like four or five different formations. We were running the same four or five running plays out of. Right. And people hated it. But we just understood that if we can keep things simple and kind of control the game from a ground standpoint, we will get there. We also understood that we needed some takeaways and we had like basic defenses we didn't do nothing spectacular. We locked up Chris Gamble on people's best player and we went from there. And so when I was look back on it uh, and, and the team was built more on character. Right. And what I mean by that, there's a lot of people who you know, I like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to bash anybody's program. So I won't go there. Right. But he, 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 he had the philosophy that there's no man, one man above the team. Uh, the best man wins the position. Everybody's fighting and volleying for one another. You're going to be the best conditioned team out here and we're going to keep the game simple. Now, uh, is that everybody's game? No. You know, does, do people like to air it out and score 70 points to make the fans love you? Uh, that's that's a little bit more entertaining. But in the era or the time we were in football, um, you know, probably through the 90s and in the early part of two thousands, before the game uh, came uh, and transitioned to the um into the into the gun, the spread option, or whatever the, whatever the new stuff is called. Uh, he he mastered that part of it, you know. And I, I'm I'm very fortunate that you know he was the leader of our ship at that point.
3: Okay, so you win the national championship. Then what happened?
5: Um, when the national championship. The um off season comes. Um, I, I have a wonderful time during the off season, and obviously it, it accelerates and and goes to a year or two, you know, a month had passed. And then uh, that's when I basically went through my NCAA investigation. Okay. So h- how did you
3: know, like, the is investigating you. How did you find, how did you find out they're investigating you? How did this all kind of come to be?
5: Uh, they called me up, said, um, it was really simple. Uh, uh, Coach Trussell called me up and said, hey, you got to call uh, the athletic director's office compliance. I mean, and I talked to compliance, and they said, "Hey, you know, we have to come down. The NCAA wants to interview you and investigate you uh, for uh, things that happened last year." And you know, I had no clue what they were going to ask, what they were, what they were going to talk about. And so, basically, I just went over to um, the compliance office. And when I got there, I didn't expect that. You know, I didn't expect um, like this full on, blown, full going uh, investigation. But when I walked in and I kind of seen that they had two or three people there and, and just the nature of the meeting was serious. Right. You see, you had like, um, like, you know, you walk in somewhere and it is not friendly. It's more like it's it's stern and firm. And yeah, and, like, and you, like, you're like, you know, you're, I'm talking about like you come <laughs> and all of a sudden there's a bunch of dudes
3: who are wearing suits and they got notebooks. And you're like, whoa, wait, what kind of meeting
5: is this? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm not lying to you. Since it was so close to the season, I, I think this I think this would threw me off. I said, it's, in my mind, I said, it's so close to the season. This can't be that serious. And like nothing that serious is about to happen now. That's kind of like my, my thought. And, 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 and like, even throughout the whole deal, I didn't, I didn't believe it was as serious as like it had, it had gotten. I'll say that. All
3: right, that, that's it for this edition of all ball more to come more to come, um, with a guy who was a great running back. And then, Fizzled out in the NFL. What went wrong? That's that's going to be our part two. You'll just have to tune in. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and this is All Ball.
4: Hey, pet parents. Have you heard of just food for dogs? Since 2010, we've been helping dogs everywhere live healthier, longer lives through the power of fresh whole food nutrition. Our meals are formulated by an in-house team of veterinarians, and we only use human-grade meats and veggies with zero preservatives. After transitioning to just food for dogs, pet parents report seeing more energy, firmer stools, improved health, and even longer lives. Give us two weeks and will change your dog's life forever. Visit justfoodfordogs.com mobile and save 10% on your first purchase.
7: the Amex dedicated
6: card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, Every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com/iheart. That's l e e s a.com/iheart.